Alright, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, salutations, uh, wherever you're listening, uh, we just want to say hello, uh, we've got... Um, Thanks for all five of you guys, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Yes. You, you lied, you said there were seven. Oh my bad. We've, we've gone down. I have gone down. the number. This is the kick spot where we gather family, friends, guests, and talk about current events, sports, fashion, leadership, and just to give you our own perspective, I'm one of your hosts, Genu Park. And I'm Migs Fajardo, you know? Sorry, that was loud. It's it's like our intro. Migs! I'm not doing that. But, but we didn't include your last you name on that. You did that. Hey, you know, I had to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when you're editing, you know, you just got to shorten it up. So I didn't want to put your last name on there. You elongated it, then shortened it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but today we've got a special guest with us. He goes by the name of Chris, a.k.a. Com. <laughs> Proud uncle. Uncle Com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tito Com. Yeah, Tito Com. say it right. If, if makes. Is it Com? Like, com. it's a calm. Com. Com. How do you pronounce it? Are you com. kidding me right now? Com. Com. Yeah. Com to me. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? Are we back in elementary school? Yes. Com. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Uncle. <laughs> Thanks, man. But um, no, we're you know we're we're glad to have you. Uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna start off lightly, and until I roast you know a few of your teams, and then uh, we're gonna talk about some, you know, and get your perspective on a few <laughs> things. Obviously, kind of investments one on one. You know where I kind of go to you for advice. Um, I don't know how sound those advice are sometimes. You know, but no, hey, I but, never guaranteed you anything. You know, but <laughs> I mean, but panned out on, on a few of them so far um and also you know just talk about like some of the current events like obviously our current you know leader at the helm mr oh president donald j trump uh and just his economic policies and what you thought you know what you think mm-hmm. you know if, and if there's some things that you would change you know and things of that nature so however we like to begin our show <clears throat> by asking our guests you know because knowing where you come from Yes, we do a little research about them. Mm. I didn't have to because I know you. Mm. So, <laughs> mm. uh, but you know, I know you're Cambodian. Mm-hmm. So we want to test <clears throat> to see how well you know Cambodian facts. Oh God! All right. Okay. You could have warned me of this. I, well, that's that's the best part. <laughs> all right. All right. So we're gonna talk. I'm seeing maybe three questions, three or four questions, right, to see mm-hmm. if you really know. <clears throat> Some current facts about your own country. Were you born in Cambodia? Thailand. No. Thailand. Bangkok, Thailand. Bangkok. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that. See, I like. I like Come on, you didn't do I, your research. You said I you didn't. just did your research. Yeah, but not. Hey, hey, you saw the film. I did. There's see the a film. reason why. I did. I did see the film. It, it told. I didn't know where I was. Why I was born there for. Oh, most for, of my life until. But the reason. In the in the film, you you saw why. Yeah, so we got a movie star in the house, huh? Uh, yeah. So the documentary. So there was. Can we talk about that or? Oh, that's that's gonna be a 
a different episode like the title because... can we talk about the title or yeah any of that can stuff? we talk about that yeah, yeah, okay yeah so um they released a documentary about uh uncle Combs' dad grandpa ted ted nagoy uh which is you know he's known in the you know cambodian community as the donut king you know um i was fortunate enough to get a book from him and uh and i was able to read it you know um i was very very inspired by how what he did for cambodians and to you know get them off of this you know kind of cambodian Khmer regime you know back in the what was it the 70s 75 75 and bought family into the states and helped kind of start their lives here by donating a donut shop to them you know since and then he built an entire empire on donut shops i mean i think at one point he reached about over a hundred donuts oh like 60 60 years yeah 60 ish here in orange county All over Southern well, California. All over California. Wow. Mostly. Mostly Southern here, California. Then it spread to San Diego and the further up north. Yeah, I mean, he started working at Winchell's, you know, and he learned the business structure. He learned how to not only make donuts, but how to kind of have its own business, you know, and he started his own and then it just took off. And then what he would do is he would bring a family over, right? And he would fund a donut shop for them. In order to start their own kind of you know business and then he wouldn't ask for any money back until they made a profit and i thought that was that's really cool yeah i thought that was one of that was one of the things that stuck out reading that book yeah and then seeing it seeing it on the documentary and how they had to escape and you know grandpa ted and grandma christie's like love story i I thought that was so like that was super cool so let's talk about that in a future episode yeah yeah, what is the can we talk about the title of that yeah it's called the donut king the donut king King. okay so you were part of the donut king yep oh that's cool yeah and you know sappy's mom also and uncle and grandma is part of that that's cool super cool yeah super cool stuff you found out that you were born in Thailand, mm-hmm. because of but well, you never mentioned that in documentary. The that's, that's no, cool. but you know why I was born there. Yeah, it's because you, I mean, you guys were what year were you born? Seventy three. Oh, I thought it was forty seven. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it's because obviously they needed to get out. That's why you know. That's why they no, were there. No, oh, no, but I was born there because my dad was a uh, the military, and he was stationed in Thailand. Oh, so okay. when it went down, the Khmer Rouge, the the killing fields started to take place. We were in Thailand, we weren't in Cambodia, so we're able to escape safely. You know. Well, all right. So let's ask you some of this Cambodian questions then. Sweet. Okay. All right. I'll give you the first easy one. <laughs> uh, like, what is this? What makes up about ninety-seven point nine percent? Of religion in Cambodia, Buddhism. That's right. Okay. okay. We got that one. We got that one. Okay. Who is the current prime minister of Cambodia? Uh, I think it's Hun Sen. Oh my gosh! Oh my god, oh, Okay. Okay. Bonus point. Extra credit. Since what year has he been the prime minister oh. of Cambodia? A long time. I don't know. Give me a. Maybe even as far back as the nineties. Can you? Do you have a guess of a year? Ninety-eight. Uh, wrong. Eighty-five. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eighty-five. I was gonna say further yes. back. Yes, I, w- oh. I wasn't even born yet. That's ridiculous. The, the, no, no president or leader I know, right? should be in there that long. But yeah. hey, you know, that's, that's how you guys do things over there. 
you know. <laughs> Don't include me. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, okay. Let me see here. Let me see here. What type of currency does Cambodia have? Oh, um, real. Good job. Come on, dude. I was been there three times. Three times. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh wow. Uh, enough to know what the currency is. <laughs> That's, I mean, so you saying you have money, money? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as far as uh, let's see here, I mean, there's not really like a, a big like kind of pop culture in Cambodia. You know, I couldn't really find much on it. They have a few kind of shows, you know, radio stations, stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's not as developed as you know some other Southeast Asian countries. What's their national bird? I don't know if they have one. They yeah, they eat they all of, yeah. I think they eat all of them, so they uh, don't Dang. have any national birds. Oh, okay. That's so it's like a pan fry? Because <laughs> fried chicken. <laughs> they fried chicken. Wow. Okay, last question. Last question. All right. Um, what is Cambodia's staple grain? Meaning what they eat a lot of or what yeah, they like produce? Yeah, like what's just like, you know, what's the staple grain for Cambodia? What is that? You know, it's I, potatoes? I, is it like... I would only guess rice, but... Come, come that was on. a choice. That was trying to trick any Asian you know? country, yeah. but okay. <laughs> Yeah. I was confused. I was like, I, think I studied I, that one. I was like, I think I know this answer yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. But I think you guys had, um, I think you guys have some, was it French um, kind yeah. of... In fact, a lot of those countries in that region had a lot of French influence. Yeah, French influence as well. Vietnam. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. huh? So what is okay? Last one. Sorry, this is this is a good one. What is um, what is the dance called that was uh, kind of like a royal dance that was invented in Cambodia? Absolutely. Wow. Man, I didn't even know if that answer was right. Absolutely. Just with a quick response. I was like, Man. it's gotta be right. Well, what what cool do I one. get for this Nothing. passing this quiz? You, you um, get to be a host <laughs> next time. <laughs> I pass. You get to replace Mix. Mm -hmm. Oh, then you know <laughs> what? You get to ask me the questions next time. <laughs> All right, that was good. That's great. That was good. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we want to know a little bit more about you. I know we got to know. I mean, obviously we went over the Cambodian facts, but um, you don't have to talk about specifically where you work or anything like mm -hmm. that. But just kind of um, what you do, what what you do, your upbringing. Just tell us a little bit more about that. Mm, okay. Well, I'll. I guess we'll start backwards. Mm -hmm. But upbringing. I mean, obviously my family escaped from Cambodia in '75. You know, to escape the Khmer Rouge and all that. Very lucky we took an airplane here, you know, yeah. versus my wife's family. They were on a five hour boat tour to get here. Really? So, yeah. From where? Um, Cambodia. It's only a five oh. hour boat? No, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. Five year. Oh. Five years. They left Cambodia in 75. They didn't get to America until 80. So. Wait, a five year <clears throat> boat ride? It's. They were on a boat a lot, but to get to certain places, they, they would end up in Vietnam, in Indonesia, oh, all sorts but, of places, wow. in different camps, you know. So so I don't hear much about that, obviously. Like, so EE e. went through that? EE mm -hmm. yeah, e. was in that boat? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know, but it's land and boat. Of course, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, um, of course. Um, so no they, plane. 
until until the the final trip to yeah. America. What yeah. what year was that? Nineteen eighty. When just, when she arrived. You just don't hear about those situations. Like like, to my perspective of that is like, is that even true? Yeah, you know, but yeah. that is totally. crazy. How old was she, E? She, oh, she's still some. She's my age, forty-seven. No, no, no. How old is E when? Oh, when seven. That, she was seven years old. Seven. Seven or almost eight. It's crazy. Oh no! Uh, crazy story is um. So they get raided by pirates all the time. Oh Pirates wow! Just come and they rape the women and they take all their wow. crap, you know, all their valuables. And uh, I guess one time, the sh- the boat may be sinking or whatever. Mm-hmm. So her dad knew that you know some of them can swim and some couldn't. And I think that at that time there's only two or three other kids besides you know um, parents. And so he tied everyone's hands together, you know, with a, with a rope. And it's either everyone sinks or everyone lives. Oh, and luckily, obviously, they live, you know. But um, I have that's, never heard. For, that's for, true I, life I've, or death, man. I've known know? him for uh-huh. like 10, 11 years now. Never heard of this. That's crazy. All I hear about are the cowboys. <laughs> that's a, and how bad they are. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's, yeah. A, that's a pretty it's, crazy It's story. really, really, really... Uh, like I've only watched story. documentaries about that. Like I have mm-hmm. never met anybody that experienced that experience. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh yeah. I mean, they they in the documentary. I mean, and when I was talking to him, you know, when the whole documentary thing was kind of getting played out, um, the history of you guys just really just starting and like how, you know, they had to, you know, Grandpa Ted would be like working. He'd be carrying Uncle home, like working super late in the morning. Like it was very very humble beginnings, you know, like. It just brings me back to like when growing up in the Philippines and coming here and seeing the difference. Like I would go outside and it's like there's a river full of trash, mm-hmm. you know, like I would walk and play with my friends. And then there's like a, a river right behind us. That's literally that's where we dumped the trash. You know, that's that was the living conditions we were living in back in the Philippines. And then coming here and, you know, people just see certain things. Right. And how we live now, it's like they don't they don't understand how we got to this point. So they don't I, see how we got, you know, how they got to that that I, point. I don't like reality TV shows, mm-hmm. but I've been addicted to the show called 90 Day Fiance. The greatest show. <laughs> my, it, it is, my daughter watches that. It like is that. the craziest thing because just like what you're mentioning, mm-hmm. it's like they come from a different country and yeah. they come to America and they're like, yep. oh my gosh, this is don't like... Don't speak the language. They don't speak the language, the but family, they're, yep. they're like in awe of America. Yeah. It's like, you right. know, you, you have hot, like running water and this oh, kind yeah. of thing. Things we mm-hmm. take it, you know... Yeah, but for, I think very much for granted. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think this is a good topic, you know, to build on on, on the next episode. Yeah, I mean, there, yeah there's sure. there's a there's a lot that we could talk about in regards to that for sure. Uh, but but keep continuing about uh, you know obviously your upbringing. So I mean, you know that that's the start. You know, you guys know about the whole donut situation, sort of. Um, but he hasn't seen it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I guess that'll be a topic for another day. Um. Went to college. Uh, I'm the only. Where'd you attend? Uh, Cal State Fullerton. Okay. Good old Cal State Fullerton. Titans. Yeah. Uh, I'm the only one in my family that has a bachelor's degree. Oh wow. Good job. Oh, thanks. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, I just went through the the normal route. Any other kid, you know, uh, I knew that I needed a, a, a degree. What know, degree did you? Uh, business finance. Business. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and then um, just kind of, you know fell into the, the, the finance world, you know, at first as a teller, 
then as an assistant to an advisor, and then I became a financial advisor uh, at the early 2000s. Mm. So, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> said it. Uh, said it. <laughs> oh. Just, no, you're good. No, we, no, no, we just, we, yeah. we didn't know people felt comfortable yeah. about where oh, they're yeah, working. You don't, you don't have to. You know, some of our guests, like, you know, we've had yeah. them talk bad about their employers mm -hmm. versus, you know, oh, I don't, about employers, I, I so, can't yeah. take, I can't say too much good about mine either, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is, you know, <laughs> pay my bills still. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be yeah. on FM radio and I know, right? on YouTube oh, and all yeah. these other places. So hopefully they aren't watching. Yeah. Um, so what Migs has told me from the past, um, is that, uh, you agree with some of uh, Trump's economic mm -hmm. policies. Sure. Um, and typically when I talk to just like Asian people in general, it's whatever Trump says, Trump does, they just dislike Trump in general. Mm -hmm. um, and mean, you know, coming from more of like an entrepreneurial background and, you know, he has run some successful businesses. Sure. Um, and we can criticize that um, or talk about that more in depth. But um, yeah, I, I wanted to know more in depth about some of the economic policies that you do actually agree with. Mm -hmm. um, so, so what are some of those policies? I mean, in general, I mean, definitely you know, some of the tax cuts, you know, from a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I think those are positive. What um, kind of tax cuts? Uh, what was it? Uh, it didn't really benefit me much, but but uh, supposedly it benefited a lot of the the small, small and and uh, uh, companies in general. And this is really more for the corporations, yeah. and companies. Remember how uh, it was able to bring back a lot of money that that were overseas companies that had a uh, um, headquarters or whatnot overseas bring it back home you know apple was i remember one was a big one um you know so i just love the the, the entrepreneurial you know uh, mindset um another one would be china i can't stand china i think they've been taking advantage of us for years and years and years and i don't know why We've allowed it, you know. Um, I think I saw a statistic, I think last year or whatever, where, you know, we charge, you know, other countries about on average 3% tariffs to, to trade with us. Mm -hmm. But when we, you know, go to China or, 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 or we trade with other countries, we pay on average about 13%. So why? Why are we getting screwed, you know? I mean, shouldn't be. We're, we're one of the most powerful nations in the world, and wh why are we not being treated fairly? So, um, is that, go ahead. So, so that has to do a lot with the current um, situation. situation. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of backlash behind that as well, too. Sure. People don't necessarily agree with that. Um, but your take is that it's good that he is stopping all Right, or, or making a stand, right? I mean, I believe China needs us more than we need them. Everything, everything I pick up says made in China. So, you know, um, so I think I think we, we should be treated more fairly. Yeah, and, and then um, <clears throat> just to piggyback on those tax cuts, right? Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm reading this article right here. I mean, he dropped the top rate from President Clinton's 39.6% to 37% dropped most other rates and then he limited to $10,000 to state and local tax deductions yep. 
for those who itemize. And then he increased the child tax credit from a thousand to two thousand. So as an individual having kids, that's pretty big, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know another one here, he raised the, ex the exemption on the alternative minimum tax from eighty six thousand to one hundred nine thousand for married uh, filers. You know, so I mean, he did. That's what I'm saying. Economically, like I think he knows what he's doing. So I'm know? gonna play devil's advocate to, to the whole China thing. So okay. let's just say I, I think that the economy isn't where it stands today without China. And, and the only reason why I bring that up is because I think the national debt has increased so much yep. um, that it's hard to to bring all these companies back into the U.S. and then. You know, with with increase in wages and all that, I mean, sure. we have to we have to think about that. But I think that with making the products overseas, it helps our economy because you have products that were made for a lot cheaper, and then you're able to bring it back here, and then you have companies that utilize those resources to be able to build their business. Sure. I think nowadays it's very difficult to get those materials, uh, raw materials, pay a lot more money. Then you got to pay all these uh, people. Labor. Um, labor and all that so that's where I differ with um, I think that you still do need a positive uh, trade with certain countries mm -hmm. um, like China but I think it's because the national debt is so big I think if it was maybe 20 years ago 30 years ago when we it wasn't so much mm -hmm. that we yeah. could have stopped it there yeah but yeah. that's where I'm kind of stuck on that yeah no I mean I understand what you're saying but uh we could still have a good relationship and still have a more fair trade policy towards one another. I mean, China, China and U.S. obviously are the two biggest um, nations in the world, you know. So um, um, I think that the disparity between what we pay and what they pay to do business is, is just too large of a difference. That's all. So why do you think, why do you think, you know, presidents before Trump didn't do... Like didn't didn't take a stand, you know, with with China. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I've wondered that myself. You know, many presidents, right? I mean, right. Uh, I think I look back. I think it started, you know, in, in this situation since like maybe late '90s or something. So you know? Clinton, so Clinton days? yeah, Reagan, maybe Bush, Clinton. I mean, you know, all of them. You know, it just seemed like. So maybe there's a good reason, but I don't know it. I never heard anyone come up with a reason why. No other presidents decided to tackle this issue, you know. So not not long, not just like the trade, but um, having labor overseas. Like if you look statistically, poverty levels actually actually have gone down because um, because we're able to have labor overseas. It's a it's a trickle effect, right? Right. So you get. Uh, I mean, we don't want to pay, you know, obviously people a lot more money. So we'll look overseas and these overseas countries. What they want is they want that work they want jobs. They yeah. want jobs. And so <clears throat> what that does, it actually benefits that actual country. Right. Sure. So which is interesting. But again, I mean, but maybe from I, a humanity I, perspective, I could see like, OK, well, that's good for everybody around mm -hmm. the world. Sure. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. But I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying that can still continue. You know, that shouldn't stop because they disagree on, you know, whatever their their, their, their situation is. But <clears throat> they just need to make it a little more fair. That's all. And everything else can continue. So you know? so say that you are president. 
what policies in place would you put in there? Um, I, I think that what, what you're saying is that it's not just like stopping the trade, but there's got to be maybe the tariffs or, or right. whatever it is. Right. Like, what would be a reasonable um, policy that you would put in place? Oh, God. <laughs> or what would you like Trump to, you know, what would you like Trump to put in place, you know, since he is um, currently in office? He, he should say no president should have a Twitter account. <laughs> that's the first no one. social media yeah well no that's somebody else handling for presidents yeah they cannot handle it themselves um honest i don't know it's a good question uh, i i haven't really thought that far um, um just with china just just to make it more more similar you know if we're gonna pay 13 percent, then they should pay you know at least half three quarters of what we pay as well i mean it should be you know um but any new policies I don't know. I, I haven't. Uh, is is that because of the currency it. exchange rate or what? What's no, no, it's an even just, exchange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have, yeah. I have a question. Oh. So as a, as a as a regular, you know, American like us, right? Like I don't know about regular. You know, me, basic, regular American. You can put yourself You're in basic that category. American. <laughs> uh, Korean American. As he's yeah. wearing a coat inside this hot place. Because <laughs> I'm not uh, basic. Yeah, okay. Exactly. He likes to be a little out there. Uh, yes. So, you know what? You know, since 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 President Trump has been in in, in office, you know, um, what effect, it, you know, financially has it impacted you and your family based on the, you know, um, kind of economic strategies that he's put in place for mm-hmm. for Americans? So he, probably along with Republicans in general, they they believe in more. What, free trade, you know, uh, um, um, free business, you know, so deregulation um, is a big thing um, where they're not telling us what we have to do or whatever. You know, in my business, you know, it's, it's a big deal. Actually, um, when Trump came in, uh, before Trump was, was a president, they were working on uh, having the Department of uh, Justice or is it uh, DOL, Department of Labor, um, tell us basically how to run our business. How you know how to treat our clients? We have to do this. All this red tape. Mm. You know, when Trump came in, he abolished it. I mean, it's it's not even. I mean, all the firms were preparing for all the, the new rules and regulations, and then when Trump came in, pretty much gone. You know, that's not even talked about anymore. So that helps our business. It allows me to do my job and not make it ten times harder to do it. You know, um, um, what else? Um, because no one's breathing down your neck, you know, making sure that you're checking off all yeah. the boxes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys know my our our uh, my um, shoot industry is highly highly regulated. People complain all the time. I'm in the know? same industry. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Oh. Yeah. Um. It, so it, it's it we're we have enough on our plate. Yeah. You know. So um, um so in that in that way he, he's done well. Stock market-wise, he's always trying to push, you know, economy and the market to be positive, keep growing going forward. There's nothing wrong with that. that yeah. That's good for America, you know. Yeah. So we're gonna talk a little bit about stocks, and we're also gonna talk talk about um, some some of the uh, current programs that he implemented recently during uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna take a little short break and then talk about that right after we come back. You are listening to Kickspot. You are listening to Kickspot.
All right, and we're back here at the kick spot, um, and we have Comb here, uh, Chris, aka Comb. <laughs> um, and uh, what we were talking about before the break uh, was um, some of Trump's economic policies um, and what his thoughts were. Um, so let's just continue on that topic. Um, okay. uh, you had brought up uh, some economic policies that you do agree with. Are there any more that you like or dislike? Um, I mean, I think just in general, he, he's pro-business. You know, um, I, I'm sure he's done done many other, you know, changed many other policies or created many new policies. I can't remember all of them, you know. Um, but just overall, I know that he, he's definitely uh, helps uh, the business, uh, business in general. You know, small business, large businesses, um, to do business, to stay, to do business in the U.S. versus taking it elsewhere. So, yeah. so from all the listeners, um, you have an Asian man who was born in Thailand that's Cambodian that <laughs> talks about some of these pro-Trump policies, and I'm sure there are people like, man, this guy really wants to wear MAGA hat or something. <laughs> so the real question is, do you like Trump? Well, let's put it this way: um, if he was my neighbor, I probably would not like him. <laughs> I, I, I would not invite him over for a drink. Um, but as a president, and the way he runs it as a like a business, I do like that part. Is it because you're in the financial sector? Not just because of that. Well, okay, so because of what he's done or trying and what he's been trying to do, that benefits all of us. It's not my just benefits my us in a financial gain right. and an economic gain, tax wise, right? Um, you know, having the the stock market and the economy continue to go up and stay strong, that helps everyone's four hundred one ks. Everyone has investments and everything. You know, that's that's a huge key to success of any country is their economy, right? And so, having the economy continue to grow, prosper is definitely a huge part in uh, um, a president's job okay in my opinion you know but like i said i'm not a huge giant proponent of him i don't wear any hats or anything um because when he opens his mouth you know it's a whole another story and, and it's a shame because i think uh, if he would learn how to you know handle himself better you know um to say the least and not so immaturely mm -hmm. yeah he could he could be a much more successful much more liked president but because of the way he handles himself some people just can't stand it and they can will never look past you know you know the words the way he handles himself the way he speaks but you know everything else he does in the background is actually you know to, to help our country you know um, um so I, I believe in, in, in uh, so help our country in an economic sense. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, <clears throat> I understand that, but at the same time, if he was to run a business and run it the way that he wants to, I feel like he would be shut down. <laughs> it could be. Like he's pro business, but at the same time, he won't even follow like you know some of the the compliance or policy. Right. Right. No, he does seem to like to push the envelope and, you know, um, may, maybe not follow every rule. Um, but, you know, I know many friends that are business, that are in business, that are self-employed. And, you know, 
those guys will find any way to gain an advantage, whether it's tax-wise, whether it's you know business-wise of some sort. That's kind of the uh, businessman mentality. But how far you push it, I guess, is the question. You know, um, but uh, you know, I mean, again, I, I you know. I'm, I'm not the most proud to call him my president, but I'm happy to know that I, I know what he's thinking at all times. That may be good or bad, but I'd rather know than not know. Most of the lifelong politicians, they will tell you everything you, you want to hear, but what's actually true is a whole other story, you know? So I think we got the, 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 the lesser of most other evils. That's that's up for debate. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> the listener, I just it's I was, America. It is. Do you have anything that you want to talk about? I want to transition into some of the, the current policies. But no, go ahead. Okay, so um, during COVID, um, there was uh, the CARES Act that was that was released, uh, a two trillion dollar economic mm-hmm. relief uh, that came out. What was your thoughts on the policy? Um, and if there were any changes that you would have liked to make, if, if there were any? Um, I think the policy was timely. You know, um, actually, if you look back, when the policy was finally approved by Congress and everybody else, both Democrats and Republicans, uh, that was the turning point in the, in the stock market. Um, that, that was pretty much when it hit bottom and it turned around from there. Uh, I mean, overall, it was needed. You know, obviously with, with uh, the virus, no one knew where the heck it was gonna take us, how devastating it was going to be. And if uh, the government didn't do something about it, it, it could be in another Great Depression, potentially, you know, because who knows? Everyone losing their jobs, not having any any income, I mean, it'll drive people crazy. So, I mean, that's definitely uh, in a, a very welcome uh, um, decision that they made. Um, Coming from a, because you're obviously pro small business or business in general, mm-hmm. there was the PPP, the Paychecks Protection Program yep. loan that was, was given. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Um, if you liked that program or I, I think overall it, it's it's helped I mean I've had many clients actually reach out to me asking about it I don't handle them directly but I directed them you know to the appropriate uh, people that did um, but I mean it, it's it obviously helped you know I mean now what I hear is uh, whatever money the government gives them they must spend at least 75% on employees, like payroll. payroll. So, I mean, obviously that keeps the employees, the people um, to receive a paycheck and, and the businesses can stay running and stay alive until, you know, we recover from this virus. So, I mean, overall it's positive, but obviously it's not perfect. You know, you, you've heard the LA Lakers and receiving uh, one yeah and many many others was it shake shack or whoever yep. these guys shouldn't have applied number one number two they shouldn't have received it i hear a lot of them due to public backlash they they returned it but i mean i don't understand how the heck 
that slip through, you know. Um, um, but no, overall, I mean, it's kept, uh, I'm sure, lots of businesses in business, and we need that. You know, we can't have half the businesses gone by the time we recover and the economy reopens because that's just gonna set us back further. So, so unemployment rate is at an all-time high. It's, uh, I believe, one out one out of every four Americans are unemployed. Um, our national debt has increased to uh, around $25 uh, trillion. Yep. So crazy to even say trillion. It's, can't um, fathom it. Yeah, and it's obviously going to go go higher um, as businesses or economy uh, within the opening of the economy. Um, they're starting to open up. Not necessarily the de- demand is there. Right. Um, yeah. On top of that, too, unemployment benefits were also offered, um, which uh, federal would give somebody $600 a week. And then here in California, up to $450 a week as well, which mm-hmm. is a total of over $1,000 for someone to become unemployed. Yep. If this program really worked, though, I mean... If I'm someone that was making less money, yep. why would I not force myself to become unemployed? It's a very good question. I, I've heard uh, from a lot of friends and business owners that they're having problems trying to get their employees to come back to work. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is it's definitely something that the government needs to address. Um, I actually heard um, talk just the last couple of days that maybe they'll start giving incentives to employees to work. <laughs> so you go back to work and we'll give you like a bonus. So like a signing bonus yeah, something to like come that. from coming back to work. Hey, if they're paying less doing that, I guess it worked. It could work, right? It's just reversing it now instead of free money. Now you got to earn it, but you're getting extra money to go to work, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I've heard that. And it, it, it is definitely a problem. It's making people lazy, you know? Um, um, but another business I've heard, it, what they say is they start offering, as they're starting to reopen, they're offering their positions back to the, those, you know, uh, employees. And if in a week or two they don't come back, they'll start rehiring other people. And so what happens is those people that, you know, decide to stay home and just, you know, be lazy, now when the, 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 the free ride is over, they're not going to have a job. So um, that's, you know... Small in, a smaller incentive, but at least, you know, it, it's a way for, for employers to try and, you know, get, get things back on track. Yeah, my perception on the PPP loan is a little bit different. Um, I agree with the fact that it was great that it was released fast. Yeah. Uh, that the timeliness was great. The fact that they ran out of money and they didn't really think through what the amount should be allocated towards. Um, so, for example, 75% had to be um, for payroll yeah. and the rest is utilities or rent. Mm-hmm. But this was during COVID, which means that if anybody opens up, they're going to put new policies in place. So you, you have to have less people within the business. So if you right. do have a demand, you're obviously going to make less money. Um, you have to put new policies in place um, for the safety of the employees um, and, and also the customers that are coming in. Right. 
but one of the funds that wasn't allocated was towards those policies. I mean, what is a new business owner going to have to spend money on? Are they going to spend money on uh, buying masks for every single employee, mm -hmm. throwing that away, gloves, sanitation? Right. And that wasn't even a factor. Right, right. The other thing I disagree with with the PPP policy is that after they ran out of uh, funds, uh, in order for them to even have it forgiven, um, you had to keep people on payroll. Right. And so if you don't have... If, if you didn't get approved of the loan yet, you're still waiting for it yep. and the economy's down and there's no demand for your business to open up. You're just paying all these people money, yep. hoping that you would get these this loan and then have it forgiven. And till this day, there's I know of people that haven't received a loan. So they're right. spending their own hard earned money and eventually they're just going to have to shut down. Right. And then who wreaks the benefit? They're unemployed. So they take advantage of the unemployment system. And so that's where I think that even though it was released fast, I don't think that they really thought through of the repercussion of what was actually truly right. going to happen. Right. Um, I just, um, you know, uh, Migs was here yesterday and I was talking to um, a client that I was helping out and um, the shady thing that they were doing was they were taking, um, they have a few LLCs, mm -hmm. limited liability, yep. and they applied for the loans, they got the loan, and what they're gonna do is they're gonna dissolve the company. So they took $350,000 from the government, yeah. free money, and, then and they're gonna dissolve bankruptcy. it, and they're gonna file bankruptcy, and they're gonna take that money. So they didn't like, there's like a lot of these situations which I wish that instead of, hey, I, I get it because, you know, during when the, the market crashed, during the housing uh, crisis and all that, they're like, yeah. you know, the, the um, I think it was uh, President Bush waited, I think, like six months or something like that to get a stimulus package, um, and it was already too late. The, mm -hmm. the housing market crashed, um, and I get the timeliness of that. This was released like immediately, yep. um, but I think that it should have been thought through a lot more. Well, it's unfortunate. I, I, I agree with you. There, there's lots of holes, but I think in in the moment, I think they started dis discussing it, you know, and within about a week maybe a week and a half or so they they, they were approved by you know, all parties but I, think, I, I think they had so little time yeah they just had to get something out obviously it wasn't perfect well it wasn't even a, it wasn't a guarantee to the banks though so right. I, I get the bank's perspective it mm -hmm. wasn't like okay so what are the implications if i give all this money away then are we guaranteed to get mm -hmm. backing from the government and there was a, that was such a gray area for yeah. all these banks well, and that's why they weren't <clears> there was giving it there was there was no policy and procedure that was placed for the banks it was just take the application and then let's see if they get approved or not and then if we have the money we'll release it to mm -hmm. whoever gets approved yeah and it goes you know they have the certain order of it right because in the industry i'm on you know large corporation right fortune 500 company you know we deal with you know car dealerships right like we were able to take care of all of those customers our car dealerships like like that i think with the, i think we were whoever applied i think 98 percent of the application was approved and we were able to disperse the money to them that wasn't and those are corporations right that wasn't the case for for a regular small business owner that really needed the money mm -hmm. right it to, to stay afloat because they had to go to a bank and wait for a response from the government you know and and see if they're gonna get that funds you know there i remember talking to glenn and franco right like they said dude it's it's such a shit 
outro in here where like it's Man, we're just I gotta we're, I gotta edit your sorry about that it's, it's just a so when this goes on radio it's a, it's chaotic I you have know? to actually really? edit the thing so his mouth is gonna look weird on it was on YouTube <laughs> and all these things and I had to do that last time so let, let me just apologize it was chaotic sorry it was chaotic where <laughs> you know there was no policies in place and they didn't they didn't really know what to do you know they didn't know how to kind of you know ease the customer in because obviously they were getting calls hey what's the update of my application what's the update of my application mm -hmm. right like i think that was you know my riff regarding the ppp is it was it was one of those things where you had a great intention but your, your execution mm -hmm. and I, this is a lot of people's problems right mm -hmm. like there's always great intentions but there's no execution to your plan you know, so it's like, and then you're actually making the situation worse because I get that you were trying to help, mm. but to get to the end goal, you didn't execute correctly. So now we got to we got to clean up the mess. Mm -hmm. So it's double the work, right? The over promise under deliver. The, the over promise under deliver concept. Yeah. Now there's uh, another wave of a uh, stimulus package that is mm. um, in effect in whether or not it's gonna be passed or not, we're not 100% sure. Uh, in my opinion, it looks like it's not gonna get passed, um, but you just never know with right, the economy and um, you know, once unemployment hits even higher, yeah. they might just say, you know, we need mm -hmm. to release a stimulus package. I think it's right. gonna be a, there's gonna be a demand based on with right now with the riots and the looting, and then I think it's I think the government's gonna use that as a way to calm people down, you know, but we'll see. Yeah, so what is your take on the stimulus, stimulus package? package? Yeah. So what are, what are the uh, regulations behind the new stimulus package? Do we know? I don't know many uh, details. It's like a thousand dollars. Besides just more free yeah. money, you know? Yeah, a thousand dollars to somebody um, that makes $75,000 or less. Before it was 1,200 if you made 99,000 or less. And then right. if you made a little bit more than that, there's a percentage that was taken off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Subtracted. Yeah. And that's the same concept as a thousand bucks. And then you made more. Mm -hmm. um, within the fine lines, I think it was like an 1,800-page document or something like that. Jeez, something crazy. Yeah, within the fine lines in this one, um, you can actually pay undocumented um, immigrants. Yeah. Um, which the first stimulus package didn't cover. Right. Um, also within the policy, it is um, to pay back um, healthcare uh, workers or frontline workers, so yeah. pharmacists. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing retail. Um, stores and, and all that um, would yeah. get a back pay, I think, from January. Wow. Yeah, so a, a lot of money. And I think that's what a lot of the Republicans disagree with. Right. Um, whereas the Democrats are, are for it. I, I think they got to be careful in giving away too much more. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's going to make everyone's lives better, but our, our government, <laughs> you know, is going to drown in debt. I mean, gonna make everyone continue to make everyone lazy you know and uh looks like you know this first week of kind of reopening around here you know traffic is all over the place again um yeah people want to go out yes so i mean you know we don't know how slow or quick the economy will reopen but you know if we jump the gun again we're just gonna put ourselves in a deeper hole you know uh, country-wise everyone else will be happy because they got free money and they can go spend it and enjoy life again but you gotta be careful that uh, you repeat the same thing we did the first time um so 
I know you're heavily into stocks, so but if people are spending money, wouldn't that be a positive yeah. within the stock market? So well, it it's interesting that you're saying mm -hmm. that. Well, we should be careful, but at the same time, yeah. I know we're all heavily invested mm -hmm. into stocks. Right, right. Well, there's a fine line, right? Because if you give too much, the stock market will do well, the economy will do well, but we can't keep building up a trillion dollars in debt every two months. Right? I mean, eventually, just like any household, let's if you're making, if your household is bringing in $500,000 a year and you have... I don't know, I'm just going to pick a number of you know, $5,000, $10,000 in debt that you have to pay every month. And now all of a sudden you take on another 10000 At some point, that ship is going to sink because you're not going to make enough. You can't afford to pay all, the, all your debt, you know. So, I mean, that's kind of, I think, where we're at. I mean, it, the market's done, as we all know, the market's done really well to rebound. Um, and that's partly because of all the stimulus and all the things the government has done. But the, the government does too much, it's going to start hurting us as a country as a whole. You know, we'll feel great for a while until <laughs> until things blow up. You know, so your thoughts? I mean, yes, yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to be the same thing, right? Like it's gonna. I I just feel like it's, you know, when is, you know, when is enough? you know, to be giving people free cash, right? Because what people don't realize is that free cash is gonna run out. So what what's what happens when it runs out? You're gonna ask the government for more free cash, right? So it's like, and, and that's where this, the, you know, some of the stigma of, you know, the government should be there for us, but it has to be a calculated risk, you know? Because yes, we want, we want the entire country to be spending and buying to stimulate the economy. Completely understand. However, once those cash runs out, stocks, man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to drop. We don't need a pandemic for it to drop again, you know? So right now we're getting hit with like three, three crazy things. Pandemic, now, you know, riots, right? And racism. And then we have to think about where our country's future is going to be six to 12 months from today, economically and socially, right? So those are, those are the things. The, the thing is, and this is why I texted you that long thing last night, right? Because I was putting everything in perspective, which we'll probably cover in a different episode. The one thing that with everything that's happening that we don't have as a country is a good leader. And that's as simple as that. But... We talked about he makes great business decisions. Uh, I understand. Uncle Combe. I understand. Mm -hmm. Uncle Combe, I, I completely mm -hmm. agree with Uncle Combe when it comes to trusting Trump on how to run our country as far as economically, you know, and financially. Completely. Yeah. I mean, I, I was reading that essay from someone, what he's done to cut taxes for businesses and for consumers right. and help taxpayers mm -hmm. be able to live a little bit longer and stretch their money up. Completely agree with that. However, that's not what we need, right? That's one essential piece of our livelihood is the economy. There's two, three, four, a million pieces of our livelihood that we're depending on a leader to sum everything up for us and in order for us to feel safe, right? Remember, I was so mad last night. I was sitting over there watching that and I texted you that long thing. And you're like, what the hell is this? You're like, what is this, you know? And I'm just like, bro, like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking these items and 
I'm just like, we just don't have that voice. We don't have that voice. There's a voice for economy, Trump, right? There's that very, very strong voice. Mm -hmm. I want to tax China. I'm going to stand up against China because they've been taking advantage of us for too long, like what Uncle Como was saying, which is factual, right? However, that's, what, that's a third of our problem. What about the other two things that are going on right now? Where are you at? Right? So that's my issue. Yeah, but specifically with the, this new stimulus package, um, I mean, if it does get passed, like, I, I just want to say I'm all for people spending the money. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so am I. Um, I mean, what really happens when people start printing money is in inflation. Mm -hmm. So your the goods force. are going to be a lot oh. higher. And, oh, our costs and, are going to skyrocket. Yeah, yeah your, your Starbucks is going to be worth $10. Right. Um, but it's already if, worth that. Yeah, but if you if you're gonna get it, you might as well spend it early instead right. of saving it and getting less for for what, what it's worth. Right. Well, I don't think anyone's gonna spend it, you know, like later. I think people are so cooped up, they're gonna spend it right away. Well, right. here's what here's what happened when uh, a stimulus uh, package was sent out um, before the housing crisis. Mm -hmm. A lot of people actually saved that money. They, they were unsure of the economy, so they decided that they were gonna, you know, pay off debts or they were just gonna save that money. But in reality, what that did was it, it, it actually raised inflation a little bit, and so they got less money. So right. for any listeners out there, if you get a stimulus package, I'm saying spend it, right spend now. it all, <laughs> spend it all, and then, you know, we're gonna talk about stocks and, you know, maybe spend it on some type of stocks. Mm -hmm. But when, when, I mean, I just see it rotating. Like, spend so if you're looking first. from a business perspective, spend it on the right companies, make it generate some income for you. And then, you know, that'll hold you off for a little bit. Just make smart decisions. I'm saying don't, I, I shouldn't say this, but I'm saying don't save it, get less money than what it's worth. Right. So don't put it on a but savings you can account. spend it by investing it, as yeah, well. Absolutely. Don't just spend it on cars and clothes Sneakers. and things absolutely. that are depreciating. You can spend it on things that appreciate. Absolutely. Spend it on the necessities with uh -huh. the remainder, invest it wisely. Mm -hmm. Don't just spend it just because you got that free money because it's not going to last and this bubble's just going to pop soon yep. and our economy is going to go down. down don't spend trash. it. So, don't, don't spend it on a Hellcat. And, and remember when the housing market crashed, there were rich investors that, that made a lot of money during that crisis Why so that? be one of those people and take advantage of the market uh when it does crash when it's on sale and, yeah and when it's on sale okay. all right so we're gonna talk more about that when we uh come back with chris aka comb you are listening to kickspot you are listening to kickspot you know we're back right here with our show kickspot thanks again guys for tuning in um Again, you know, it's your host, Migs, and Gina Park. Gina Park. Uh, with one of my beloved uncles, Uncle Kom, from Uncle Cambodia, Street. born in Thailand, <laughs> lives in Villa Park. Wow. Orange, I'm sorry, Orange. Is it Orange or Villa Park? It's, or it's, it's orange. 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 You yes. just want people to stock him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and his social security number is <laughs> Data Bank. Banks here. here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so we appreciate you uh, being on the show here. Uh, and before the break, we were talking about um, how the economy is pretty much going down the drain right now, but the wise investors are investing in the right things to win out during this time. And so- um, I'm one of those guys. You're and, uh, one of those guys. 
we, we try to be. We try to be. And so I, I always like to talk about business and, and obviously um, I love it when my friends also succeed as well, you know, and we all succeed together. So hopefully you can give us some advice um, on maybe some stock tips or companies that you're currently looking at um, or even just your strategy behind what right. you're doing. I know we were on a, a, a web uh, cam show or whatever. Zoom, you mean? Zoom. Yeah. 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 A I webcam did. show. Well, uh, I mean, we we were not on that. All right, you were, we're on a, we were on a Zoom call. Let's just say they were drinking on that webcam show together. Don't say uh, webcam show. Sounds a they little. They had a little sketchy champagne oh on God. the show, and they were you know giving some quote unquote advice. Um, but yeah, if you'd want to go over your strategy with the listeners I, I found what you're saying very valuable um and also like from my perspective i'm not much of a you know, when i look at stocks i always think of like gambling to be mm-hmm. quite honest and it's because you know my grandpa back in the day made so much money off of samsung and then you know i saw my dad as an investor and wasn't wise and he lost everything so we you know i got you to saw see both worlds. i got to see the rich side of yeah, what yeah. could happen if you invest wisely versus you know, basically broke and living right. off of nothing, which our family did so, after a while. So, so JP, um, let me, you know, let me just ask this question, Uncle Colm. If you had to give, like, a, on a basic one-on-one investing, what would you say your your three most basic things that you need to do in order to gain the knowledge and the, to, to start start good in, in investing? Basically, for steps, um, you know, you, you have to be willing to take some risk, okay. first and foremost. Without risk, there's no reward. Then you just stick it in the CD, your savings, and today you'll earn 0.2%. Oh, no. Oh, Not even that. that. One would be very high. Yeah. You know, the, the, and the problem there is you'll never keep up with inflation. Inflation, yeah. last I checked, is around 2%. Yeah. If you're not beating inflation, you're losing money. Yeah. When I have clients that come in and say, oh, I've got half a million dollars sitting in my savings. I don't want to lose money. I don't want to take any risk. And it's earning 1%. So you're losing in, money. In reality, she's losing 1% a year Absolutely. because inflation's 2%. There's no secret that, you know, everything, the prices of all goods and services go up. Absolutely. They do not go down. There's a reason why milk was what a quarter a gallon, and you know all these. What is it now? Like seventy, three dollars or something cents. Four or five bucks. Yeah. yeah. Why? It's crazy. It's because that's the way life goes. You know, things go up, they don't go down. So you're saying so, so the first thing is you're you, you want to be willing to take risk. Some risk. Some risk. You don't have to gamble Calculate like Gene said, and you know, you go to a blackjack table and either you win or you lose. You can take calculated risks, you know, and over time it will pay off. Okay. You know, that's number one, I okay. would say. Number two, having discipline, you know, and just I don't uh, have that. Me, making sure to con- continue to invest and, and, and stick with it and, and, and not have emotion <laughs> and sell out when it's dropping, you know, because so, I see yeah. a teardrop. Yeah. No, it's, it's because I. Yeah, perfect example. It's funny that you brought that up, Uncle Combe. Like, perfect. I texted him a couple days ago because, you know, I did my first options trade with him after he taught us how to do the options trade last week or a few weeks ago. And, you know, my, that particular stock went to where I wanted it to be. It was like at 1248 at, mm-hmm. the, at the peak last mm-hmm. week. 
And then I was like, and then the following day went all the way down to like 1032. And then I, and I texted Uncle Koba. I was like, what the, I could have made, I could have doubled my money at that point. No, no, we yeah. weren't double yet. Oh, almost, it was almost double. Like, I was no, like 80, 70%, 70% something like, like that. Even at $12? Yeah. Okay. Because there's still time. So it could. Oh, okay. See, I'm still learning. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I, I was like, why, you know, that stock is playing with my emotions today. And he was like, be patient, young one. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so let's, let's, let's save that because, um, for all the rookies out there and in investing option stocks, I mean, these, these the terminologies is, is, is pretty crazy because yeah. I think people are just used to just one type. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. invest, put yeah. your money in there and then take it out, take it out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Invest. Everything goes up, you take it out. Yeah. So invest, everything goes down, and you Sell make it. money, you yeah, take it out yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so you gave us um, uh, two things that you would do. What is your third advice? Um, another advice I'd say would be uh, dollar cost averaging. Explain. What does that explain, mean? Yeah. What does that mean? So let's just say you had a hundred thousand dollars. I'll use some recent. Um, say a thousand dollars. Okay. Sorry, a thousand dollars, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, you, you, you really want to invest some money. Uh -huh. You know what to do with it, right? You don't, you're you not too familiar with the market, yeah. maybe. Maybe you're not too keen on risk. But you had to do something with it, because if not, it'll sit and you'll lose 2% a year due to inflation. <laughs> I hate that so, 2%. Yeah. So instead of investing all 1,000 at one time, instead of, of, of investing all one time, maybe you invest it over time, you know? instead of trying to time the market it's about time in the market so basically let's just say you wanted to buy apple stock or you just wanted to invest and stick it in a mutual fund yeah. right you don't put all of it at one time in that mutual fund maybe you buy it four different times maybe you just do it once a month for the next four months what that does is it spreads out your risk so instead of you dumping it one time and basically hoping that the market goes up from there which will probably be wrong because you know, the market is always up and down. If you buy it four different times, you're going to get four different prices. And maybe sometimes when the, when it's down, you're buying more shares. Mm. When it's up, well, you're buying less shares. But over time, you get an average uh, cost basis, you know? And so you're not taking as much of a risk. You're kind of looking at it like a, a roulette table and, and yeah. spreading out your numbers. Sort of, sort of, yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, Instead smart. of buying at one time, right, right. And that that's that's the exact uh, theory behind the 401ks and retirement plans. You just keep buying every single paycheck, right? Every you month, put money you keep in buying there. and buying yeah. and buying. You don't care what the price is, yeah. Because long term, where does the market go? Kind of it always goes up. Yeah. You, you just look back in history and compare it to today. It's higher today. Mm -hmm. now, it might be. It might go down for a year or two or six months, but eventually it's going to go back up. Mm. So. As long as you understand that and you don't get emotional and sell out when it's low, then long term, it's going to work out and be successful. Okay, so, so to recap, so the three things are, you know, take some risk, right? Understand that you are taking some risk. Mm -hmm. Be disciplined and don't let your emotions, you know, run wild when yeah. stocks are down for a day. You know, I got, yeah. I got it, okay? Mm -hmm. And then... Um, dollar cost average, right? Understand that concept right, right. there. Yep. That in, in the long run, your money's gonna pay out regardless because the market tends, it, you know, historically will always be up. Right. 
Long term. Long term. Yep. Exactly. Yes. So there are some cases where that hasn't happened. I uh, unfortunately was an investor of uh, uh, Fannie Mae. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And uh, lost quite a bit of money mm -hmm. during that time. And I think I was uh, 18 or something. Yeah. Um, so there are some. some but 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 you know the there. difference, right? I mean, Fannie Mae is one company. Anyone can lose money in one company. Trust me, I've owned companies that completely gone bankrupt, but lucky I didn't put a lot of money in them. But those are gambles, mm. you know. But when you buy a mutual fund where you own a hundred stocks, five hundred stocks, a thousand positions of stocks and bonds, they're not all going to go bankrupt, you know. They and there's may, low risk. Yeah. Ones as right. Well. Right. Yeah. And, right. So so as long as so really another key that I really should have mentioned is diversification. Yeah. You know, when we talk about investing in stocks and options, these are all higher risk, higher level stuff that most people don't even touch or, or want to, you know, be associated with. Um, just having a mutual fund, you have instant diversification. Yeah. So your risk is, is fully so, spread yeah. out yeah. and you will never have a Fannie Mae situation. Yeah. So. Yeah. So when I first invested, you know, obviously that happened. But then the second time I invested, I did do yeah. that. Um, I diversified and I remember my advisor asking me um, what kind of stocks I want. And I said, give me the safest stocks possible. <laughs> and then he said, American stocks. So he's investing into like Coke and like all yeah. these, you know, uh -huh. uh, different companies. And so I took that as like, you know what, if I'm going to invest in companies, I'm going to think long term and I'm going to think about the safest bets. You and I are so different. And so, yeah, yeah. So when we talk about stocks, you know, even recently, it's like, I know. here's the reason why I invested into this and this is why. So. I gave my example of Twilio. Oh man, yeah. and that was that was uh, I think it was like seven, eight years ago when I invested, and that was around fifty bucks when I invested. Uh, currently, it's sitting at around hundred ninety, almost two hundred. I think it, at one point like two twelve, but it took seven years for that mm -hmm. thing to go up. And like <laughs> you were mentioning, everything does go up. But the only concept to me was okay. It has to do with a communication platform. It's going to be on the yes. cloud. <laughs> Technology is going to take place. I understand that that's going to go up. You know, it's not one of those Fannie Mae situations. Mm -hmm. So that's why I invested into that. But then I hear about what you guys are investing into and how you guys invest. And I'm like, man, you guys are so ballsy. Like well, the way that I, you're, I mean, you're doing yeah. things. I like the hit it and quit it stocks, you know, <laughs> like I like the, you know, if, if like right now, like I'm, I'm looking at a couple of stocks, right? Like cars.com, anything we were talking about it earlier, right? This is the perfect timing. And then I also saw someone say, save your money so you know he made this like it was just a simple meme it said save your money because when the market crashes you want to put all that savings mm -hmm. into stocks because the market's going to go back up again like and it was so he made it so simple that i understood the concept where you know you want to buy stocks that are super low when it's when the market is down like march what was it there was two days march 13 and 23rd 23rd, I think. 23rd. those two days it was significant because within that week I bought stocks and it's paying off for me, you know, and it, and it's one of those things where I like the high risk, high reward, but also I have to live with the fact that if I lose mm -hmm. that grant on my options trade, right? Like, Hey, I, I yeah. have to live with yeah. that, you know, because the payoff would have been two to two to three times in a very small amount of, you know, time frame. Right, I have until when August something. August or October. Yeah, August or. So or, as I'm listening from like a, a like an outside perspective, I, I don't really understand that concept. So can you go over the differences between like the option? 
Um, yeah, so an option is basically a, a, a right to buy or sell a 100 shares of a stock or an investment. So it, it gets a little technical, but basically if you, if you, you buy a call, which is a, an option to buy 100 shares and your stock goes up within a certain period of time, you're gonna get paid off handsomely. And so I could only buy a minimum of 100 shares. No, you, you no. that is the minimum is 100 shares or one option is 100 shares. Okay. You can buy 10 options, now it's 1,000 shares, you know? Okay. So you're controlling more shares with less dollars. So yeah. so how much am I am I spending? So what, give, it, me, give me a figure, just an easy figure to use. Mm-hmm. So I mean, let's just understand. use my example. Right. right. So let's say we put in $1,000 and bought five calls on a stock and it expires in, uh, August. Uh, let's say, August or September. So if that stock goes up to $12, we would make money. Uh, so how or, much did uh, you buy it at? So I bought it at um, nine something, but I think the premium was about $2 mm-hmm. per, per call. Well, the strike price the was... 1248 or something like that. No, no, 10. Oh, the strike price was 10. 10, Yes. But we paid a $2 premium. premium. So I need that stock to be at above $12 in order for me to make money on that stock. But you said it's, it's a hundred. Right. So I bought, so I, I gave, I, I I spent a thousand dollars. Right. So, so just for the listeners to understand, so for the list, it was $10, but then you have to buy a hundred shares at one point, which equals a thousand dollars at expense right okay so i just want the listeners to really understand that that's how the concept works it's yeah. not where i as me as an investor i'm spending ten dollars on a share you can't you have to buy a hundred mm-hmm. at one point so that's why he spent a thousand times a hundred which is a thousand dollars but here's one. the good the good part is if this stock goes up to 20 before expiration uh, yeah. in august now you own what 500 shares times 20 so you would have made a lot of money versus if you just put a thousand dollars into that stock, you would have made less because you'd only own 100 shares. So right? it multiplies. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's it's, a, the multiplier. It's exponential. Yeah. Right. Time but the, spent. But the drawback is if the stock doesn't go up to the price you need to go up to and the option expires. Then I lose all of that. You lost all of it. All of it. So. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Versus a stock, you could just buy it, hold it, and just sit on it, right? There's no time. Might go up. Yeah. There's no, there's no time. There's no deadline. There's you know, you'll never lose it. You'll just always have your hundred shares. So how how long is the time? So for me, I think it was uh, August something. It's like mid August or like last week of August. You get to choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can you can even go further than that, right? But the the you can go as short as like a week, uh-huh. as long as. I've seen maybe six months out. But Uncle, seven if, months. so the shorter you go, the higher the payout, right? The shorter you go, the cheaper the contract. The cheaper the cost. The cheaper because, the contract. You, know, is. you have less time for yeah. it to Definitely. move the way you want it to go. Um, but is the exponential growth well, higher? It's cheaper than it would. I mean, it's the really, same. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be the still same the same, same, but, same but yeah. less time. Yeah, less so time. then it's not quite the same. But you're waiting for it to <coughs> increase five times during that time. No, it's no. any increase. Any I mean, increase. so Migs, for his example, he's got to hit 12, 12 bucks a share. That means anything above that is all profit at 12 bucks. He's break even. Yeah. That's my break even point. Yeah. So like, but my, 
my not break even point is like if at the end of that expiration it was at like less than nine dollars less less than ten less than ten dollars i lost all my money well even after it expires you don't you lose out that's what you're saying no 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 no, no, no. if before it expires the price is way above 12 bucks you exercise or you just sell the option yeah you can it's sell it before investment basically yeah but if you that expires well, if it expires, then then you would buy all 500 shares at that point. At you'd that have point. to come Whatever up with that your price money is, yeah. then to buy it. And of course, you'd want to buy it at, what, 10 $10. Because now it's 17 Or well, who wouldn't want to buy a, a $10 stock that's now worth $17, 17 yeah. but only pay $10? <laughs> yeah. So, so um, and but most people, you just sell the option. Yeah. You, you don't exercise it and take the 500 shares. so what i learned from that or what i learned from just this first one is there's so many there's so much strategy that you can do on an options trade and i'm actually i want to learn more on it but to put it in simple terms for the listeners is what you know once you got once you get kind of gain some experience on stocks right if you really want to be creative options is a way to do it because you can you can play both sides you can you can buy a call where you're betting on a stock to go up or you could buy a put where you're betting a stock to go down. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yep. You're right. And then it's the same thing. It's the same game. You you buy those trades and then you, you put a certain timeline where you could either sell it or you could let it expire and you could see if your money went up or if your money went down. Right? So every single company has this option or is it just specific Most companies? trade, you know. Most tradable apps. Decently yeah. traded. Like if penny stocks may not, mm-hmm. you know. Got it. Because if, if there's not a market for it, people aren't buying it or selling it. And, or maybe it's just too darn small. There's probably some kind of limitation on if they're too small. Maybe there's no options, you know, market for them. But okay. or the most most of them they do. Yeah. So let's just say the stimulus package does pass. I have a thousand dollars that's coming my way. Mm-hmm. Give me your top three companies that you would invest in, and the reason why you would invest in those companies. Take notes on this for right. future. Yeah. Oh this, boy. Yeah. I'm gonna put this, it on my watch. This list. is like a Warren Buffett moment. Whatever you say right now, people are gonna <laughs> go all right in here, and we're all gonna make some no, good maybe money. Maybe yeah. I should pull up my list. The, and the, see. the five people that are listening. <laughs> we're all going in. We're all going in this stocks right here. here. So really, I, I don't know if I can really give you specific names. Um, but what industry but, would you but put in? Industry on? wise, yeah. I'll put it this way. So uh, one that I would actually look at investing today is um, oil in general. You know. Yes. Um, He's been a big there, there's proponent. many ways to to invest in the oil industry through companies, through ETFs, which is kind of like a mutual fund that invest in oil through options. Okay. We, we talked about, um, um, but the bottom line is the future of oil, the, the price of oil can only go up from, from here simply because as economies open up, more and more people will start to drive their cars, which means the demand for gasoline will, will, will start to go up. Now, is that, <coughs> that, is that a short term investment then? Because it, with electric vehicles mm-hmm. and then everything trying yes. to go solar, I think it's a li- it's limited in upside, but right now there's still good okay. upside. Um, but long term, I I don't know how great it is. But based on the levels it's at today, due to the coronavirus, it's it's still a good investment. Okay, some so some of them are shenanigans. They'll do a, sp- a yeah a, a split. It, it's a little tricky. So you you have to think about it. Oil is a commodity. You can't buy oil. Yeah yeah. 
and then they just they send it to your home yeah you know? yeah and, and, yeah you know so they, they buy options in oil for the future Got and it. if if oil demand goes up then those option prices go up and of course hence your your money will go up so what's your other two um so that would be one um banking industry financials really um, in general yeah um well i'll take example wells fargo um about a week or so ago the price is about 22 bucks they were paying dividends of about nine percent so if you just sat on that stock bought it and a year later is still at 22 dollars you still made nine percent don't they doesn't wells fargo pay out every quarter too yeah yeah every every stock that pays dividends pays out oh quarterly right yeah, right, right. okay it's just okay. normal standard yep. procedure so, so every time you talk about an industry or stock i'm always going to play devil's advocate advocate mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. cryptocurrency mm -hmm. okay so let's just say for those uh people crypto manias um i mean would this also be a short-term investment for what into crypto or into because let's just stocks. say for example crypto does take an effect then it to me that would affect a lot of the banking mm -hmm. right sure. So sure. would that be so? I guess what I'm saying is, if crypto works out, right, then would that change your assessment on investments in banking long term? Um, no, simply okay. because I don't think most a lot of most people will adopt crypto. I think crypto has a place in, in our in the world. Uh, good and for bad maybe um, um, but it crypto is also very hard to dump a lot of money into when there's nothing to back it you know so let's just say it has a backing of gold okay that would help okay sure sure but right now if you invest in a bank a stock you own something that produces something that does something right um, in crypto you buy it and you pray it's, it's a yeah. confidence game at this point yeah. But again, I think there's uses for it and I think it'll still exist. Um, but banking will always still be a need because people want to just go walk into a bank and do things and, you know, not everyone loves change. Yeah. And unfortunately, Trust. even if you love or hate the government, it is backed yes. and insured by the Fed. So, uh -huh. yeah. so that's yeah. a safe, safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. And then your third industry. Um, cruise lines. Wow, that's a cruise that's lines a, or airlines. That's uh, a ballsy statement. Kind of, yeah, yeah. But 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 okay. Interesting. Look, look, look. He's up right now. Like everything, cruise, line, <laughs> cruise lines or He's like up. airlines. Airlines. Just, they're both kind of yeah. you know, in the just tourism, a, in, you know, wow. industry. Uh, um, well, people eventually are going to have to go back to living, right? Sure. This is so. This is a long term stock. Yeah, uh, I'd say within a year. You know, wow. short. That's short term. I can say a year short not term. Long, but yeah. but yeah. but I'd say within a year, you, you know, airlines, um, cruise lines will, will will they won't be back up to where they were. Okay, so let's take for example American Airlines. American Airlines, it's trading at 10, 10 11 bucks, yeah. whatever. What's the high? Like thirty or forty? Yeah. So you know, airlines and cruise lines are going to take a hit, and it's going to take them longer to recover. Maybe they don't recover back to thirty or forty bucks. But if you're buying at 10 and it recovers back up to 20, that's not unreasonable. That's only half not of where they used to be, but you're high, double your money. Highest you is uh, almost 60 in 2018. Okay, so never mind. American Airlines? Yes. 59. Oh. So if they just go back halfway, which <laughs> I'm is okay not, with that. Which is not, you know, unreasonable. Do it before August. Triple your money. Do it before so. August. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's about timing at this point. You know, it's not, you know, you may love a company, but they, that company may not be a good investment. So Depends on where it's at. So let's just say I invest into those three different industries and then the market just completely crashes. It, it, it pops for some reason. You're saying, don't worry, hold on those stocks. Right. Eventually, you're right. going to win out. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that is what's happening. Yeah. Right. Sure. Like we, we're seeing it firsthand. Now, now they talk about a whole second wave with the virus. Maybe when economies open up, there could be a second wave. You know, but we got to live. <laughs> Eventually, right? We got to try. So hopefully that doesn't happen. If it does, these stocks have been so beat up, you might not drop that much. Mm. But at this point, there's a lot more room to go to up, up yeah. and it will go down. Yeah. So the risk and reward, the value is definitely there, you know. But you must be a gambler. Because if you're buying these individual stocks, <laughs> I like how he's you're looking taking at, a he's lot looking more at me risk. And, you and going like, yeah. hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. so me personally, it's nothing in those three industries. I've invested in Limbongo, yes. um, which is a company uh, that has to do with diabetes. And it is a subs subscription based and is actually making money based off the subscriptions. Um, and with telehealth now on the rise um, and people don't necessarily want to go into the hospital um, and you get your instant results off your uh, off the, the, the diabetes check. That is the reason why my safe bet gamble mm -hmm. is on Lavongo. So if you're listening, everybody invest, go in with me <laughs> Levango. sounds you like know, a dance and, and, and there's nothing wrong with what you're talking about but it, it, it's just a matter of how what do you want out of that stock yeah you know do you, what kind of growth do you want you know like i said the, the banks the bank stocks are actually a very good value they're not a gamble not, yeah. not totally because they're so cheap yeah they're not going away b of a citibank chase wells fargo they're always going to be here. They're, they're too big, in my opinion. And their prices are too cheap. And like I said, dividends, whether the price goes up or not, you're still getting at least 9% yeah. in one year. Okay. Um, the, the other ones we mentioned, they're much higher risk, um, but much higher reward. So, you know, it mm -hmm. just depends on uh, what floats your boat. Yeah. My, my thoughts on the banking industry is with uh, platforms like Venmo and, and Zelle and, and all those currency uh, platforms that I would rather take my money out of the banks and then invest it into some type of long-term stock, mm -hmm. um, especially when we talk about inflation. You're not getting a return on investment now on mm -hmm. um, you know savings. Yep. Um, you get nothing from checkings. They're now charging a lot more money for you know stupid things. Like you right. don't have a certain amount of money. They're charging like when I first got my own savings and checking account, they weren't. Just giving that away yeah. sure um, but now it's like you gotta keep a minimum yeah you, now there's a minimum so you already know the direction where that's going if they're charging you for the silliest things um, and they have to try to make money overdraft so, fees well, <coughs> well, well, well to your point you know low interest rate environments are not good for banks yeah and that's where we're at yeah so it's not good in that way but when I'm talking about the stock the price has been so beat up that I think there's good value yeah, you know, but long term, like five years from now, no, I don't think it. it, it be real, I would invest in something else. Yeah, than banking. Um, but at this point, it's a good. Yeah, be a good. Uh, 
you know, investment. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I've, I've seen more of an increase with my stock investments um, rather than um, banks. So mm-hmm. if anybody's listening out there, just be educated. Yeah, on do your businesses. research. Um, do your the research old school before. system is not necessarily going to work. Um, so think of a different strategy, strategy, diversify your portfolio. Don't take a, I mean, obviously these guys are risk takers, but don't go all in on just like one thing. Something's going to change mm-hmm. if, if crypto is going to change. Like we have yeah. investments in crypto, do, yeah. um, hoping that that's obviously going to uh, take an effect. We've got investments in stocks. Um, I've also have, you know, savings, CDs, um, you know. I have uh, CDs uh, right there, um, 50 cents. Funds. I've got, <laughs> so I, I've diversified my portfolio because I'm not going to go all in on just one thing. So really just educate yourselves um, on every platform possible. Um, yeah. And, and, and to add on to what Gina was saying, like not only, you know, educate yourself, but also, you know, that's doing research, but really, you know, find, you know, a mentor or, or someone that is Absolutely. in the financial world that knows you know that's in the battlefield every day like you and i are lucky that i i have this guy right here that's able to teach me i i'll call him i'll text him and he's more than happy to walk me through and help me understand certain concepts of stocks you know and i mean if it wasn't for him i wouldn't be able to understand options trade and i wouldn't be so interested in it you know so also that's another tip for for the listeners is try to find that person if you have that you know like to give you a different perspective along with your research you know along with the education that you know that you're you're doing regarding a certain stock so yeah yeah, yeah education is key mm-hmm. yeah. so any other final message for the audience before we head out because i know you gotta go you know yeah i do have yeah to go. the missus is calling yeah, time is money, you know. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I just think uh, you know, you just gotta believe in 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 our country, you know, believe in the people, because stocks are are it's a fabric of our country, of our society. You know, if if all these companies were all gone out of business, where would we buy our food, our our our, our cars, our gas? They're all necessities. So when you invest in stocks, you're investing in yourself. In America. Indirectly. In America. Yeah. yeah. In our society. So um, um, I just say stick with it, be disciplined, and we'll make money. Yeah. I mean, we de- definitely appreciate your time, Uncle Comb. I know, you know, that was kind of a lot. You know, we talked about a few items yeah, this here. This is a long 15 minutes. Yeah. I know. I, I said to him this interview was 30 minutes. Um, but he didn't, I don't think he believed me, but uh, <laughs> no, but we appreciate your time. You know, thank you, thank you for doing this for us. Uh, we're probably going to have you back for a second episode and talk about the documentary for the yeah. donut King. Like yeah, I'm, I'm fun. excited about that. You know, um, hopefully I can get the link so I can show him. Is, is, I, I don't know if it's one. over. Okay. I'll, I'll, gone. I'll try to get it. Oh, I know. I heard it's like only one day, right? That yeah. we got to see it. 200 so. viewers or something like that. Oh, that was the max. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully uh but that's for another time but thank you for you know thanks for coming through my pleasure you know yeah thank you very much uh for being with us um for more information please check out our instagram it's uh the underscore kickspot yes um and then we've also got a few different social media platforms but we're gonna shoot all the links uh below um on our instagram and uh feel free to listen to us next time all right have a great day see ya thank you for listening to kickspot 